This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Multimedia. You can find it online at www.mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and on my blog, The Whole Dish at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. With temperatures poised to hit 100 and more this coming week, a steaming bowl of soup doesn't really sound very appetizing <laughs> to most of us, but summertime is the time for minestrone, lest we forget the version that most Americans are most familiar with contains kind of the full complement of summer vegetables, zucchini, often eggplant, maybe corn, certainly green beans or broad beans, as well as carrot, celery, onion, kind of the, the backbones of soup. Those summer vegetables, tomatoes, <laughs> are what really makes that soup shine, what really makes it pop. I'm always making batches as the summer vegetables are coming in. And maybe I have a, you know, kind of few random assortments in my fridge, something that doesn't make a complete side dish on its own, but certainly can compose a batch of minestrone. And then I'll just stash it in the freezer until the weather cools down and soup does sound a little bit more appealing. When I make minestrone, I'll start with maybe some bacon maybe just the bacon fat, which I've also mentioned in my blog is a great soup starter if you don't have meat. Sausage is certainly popular in my family, and it doesn't take a lot of sausage to really flavor a a whole pot of soup. You can get away with less than half a pound maybe and deglaze that with some wine and some water, and you often don't even really need stock to add to the savor of that. The important thing to remember is that minestrone is a seasonal soup. It's meant to use whatever is seasonally fresh. In Italy, minestrone is simply whatever is available in the garden at farmer's markets, Um, certainly never out-of-season vegetables. This is very, very versatile. It's so versatile, in fact, that you can even recast those flavors of minestrone as a pasta salad. And that's the current recipe that's up on my blog right now, minestrone pasta salad. And it certainly is a lot more enticing in this hot weather to eat a cool dish. But if done right, this dish really does taste like minestrone. It's, it's pretty uncanny. And the important thing about it is to choose the right kind of pasta. A short noodle. Um, this one uses ditalini, which is sort of like the half elbow macaroni. Just looks like it's a very, very short cylinder, like about an eighth inch long. It's essential that the noodle really corresponds with the size of the other ingredients. If you choose a noodle that's too large, 
the pasta salad is is sort of clunky. It doesn't really come off as a cohesive dish. And that's one of the first tips that I shared in a blog from July 25th, 2012, titled Pleasing Pasta Salads About Ratios, Not Recipes. It, it was playing off of a column that appeared in the newspaper by one of longtime food columnists, Jan Roberts Domingos, who still contributes to the Mail Tribune on a weekly basis. The premise of her column that particular week was how side salads can become main dishes with a few tricks. And that's exactly the concept behind this minestrone pasta salad. You can eat it as a meal, not just sort of a side dish afterthought. And so I took the opportunity in that blog again from July 25th, 2012, and the archives of my blog are available at blogs.e7oregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. By selecting from the drop down menu on the right hand side of the page under archives, you select July 2012, sort of scroll down through those, and under the 25th, this particular post will come up. Back to the tips for pleasing pasta salads. Choose a subtle pasta shape. Again, we just mentioned Didolini. Orzo is another good choice, and that's the rice-shaped pasta. Oriacete, which um, means little ears in Italian, which are sort of ovals, little indentation in them. Those, those smaller shapes are just a, a little bit more sophisticated, again, more cohesive. And really what they do is they provide just a nice backdrop, a supporting role to other fresh, colorful ingredients, and they don't take as much dressing. Often pasta salads can come off as dry, pasta sort of mealy. If it's, a again, a really large bite of pasta like penne, rotini, bow ties, you know, they're, they're all just sort of heavy. Think about the ratio when you're preparing a pasta salad without a recipe, which you know, is certainly very doable. I'm going to share the recipe for minestrone pasta salad here shortly, but you don't need a recipe to put together a pasta salad if you think about it the right way. When you are planning this as a main dish, you want to allow one cup total of the composed salad as a serving. If it's a side salad or if there's more than one salad in the spread, most people are going to take about a half cup or less. Within that cup um, as the serving, about 50% of the salad should be the pasta. The rest should be vegetables and other ingredients. And again, we already mentioned keeping the ingredients all about the same size. So slice and dice your vegetables carefully, conscientiously. And this doesn't just make for the the best aesthetic, it's the nicest texture on the palate, really, and certainly to my palate. I like to keep some sort of high-end specialty ingredients on hand to bring pasta salads together sort of last minute. And some of those ingredients are oil-packed sun-dried tomatoes, the ones in the jar of usually olive oil, jarred roasted red bell peppers, 
I think just have a nicer, sweeter flavor, really, really tender texture than, um, dicing up a raw red bell pepper, which I don't care for. And again, these are something that are pantry stable. Once you've opened the jar, put them in the fridge. I like brined pitted olives, namely Kalamatas, um, sliced or chopped pickled chilies like jalapenos. I do these from my own garden at the end of the season. I'll just round up all the chilies that are still out there when we know that a frost is going to hit and just do big jar of pickled chilies. They don't all have to even be the same type. Just throw them all in together and they keep until fresh chilies are ready the next summer. I also like artichoke hearts packed in oil, but you can also use the canned ones that are water packed or the frozen ones are really nice as a staple to keep on hand. Canned beans, of course, are great. Garbanzos and cannellini beans tend to lend themselves most readily to Italian style pasta salad. Certainly if you're looking at a one with a little bit of a Latin kind of twist, you can look at pintos or black beans. And also high quality canned fish. I've mentioned before that I prefer to buy my fish from a fish market in Charleston on the South Coast. And they do the gamut of local fish, namely albacore, tuna, and coho and chinook salmons. The albacore tuna can be purchased packed in olive oil, which I think is a really nice touch. Uh, you know, almost mimics authentic Italian tuna packed in olive oil. So I, I think those are great choices for pasta salads. Obviously, choose any or all of these. And it's going to be pretty one note without something that's fresh. Because these are all items that are preserved. You know, they'll keep in the pantry once opened, keep in the refrigerator. So you always need to jazz things up with freshly grated citrus zest, fresh herbs, high quality vinegars and oils, maybe fine quality salt. Um, think outside the box a little bit with some spices, maybe toast spices. If you're going to do, if you have whole spices, you're going to do nuts, toast them to bring out the flavor. And, and that's the idea behind making a pasta salad just sort of on the fly. Again, about 50% of the salad should be pasta, the rest of vegetables and other ingredients. 50% pasta, 25% preserved ingredient, and 25% fresh vegetable, herbs or both. On that post from July 25th, 2012, you'll find recipes for orzo and broccoli salad, oriakete salad with grilled vegetables, which is really lovely in this weather as a main dish salad, and didalini chopped salad, which is similar to the minestrone pasta salad, only it sort of calls to mind that classic chopped salad from an Italian restaurant. It has romaine lettuce, it has red onion, it has bell peppers, cucumber, cubed salami. So that's another one to look at. But let's get into the minestrone pasta salad recipe because this is going to carry through the entire summer and some of these ingredients can be interchangeable. 
I mentioned in my blog that before green beans come on, fava beans are ready. And they're sort of a natural substitute for green beans and delicious, just absolutely delicious in Italian style dishes. Yellow crookneck or patty pan squash can be a good substitute for zucchini, particularly if you're getting kind of tired of zucchini as well, which I tends to happen for me pretty early on in the season. And instead of carrots, which this recipe does call for carrots, you know, year round vegetable, but they are certainly coming on in summertime with everything else. Maybe consider cauliflower, kind of a, you know, similar crunchy texture, but the orange cheddar variety is especially nice. And we happen to grow that variety in our garden and I absolutely love it. So there's some, some ideas for substitutions. This pasta salad starts, as you would expect, by bringing a pot of salted water to boil. You're going to add to the pot, once it's boiled, salted, eight ounces of dried ditalini pasta. That's a half pound. I actually had a hard time finding ditalini at Food for Less on the pasta aisle, and I realized it was stocked in the bulk section the bulk bins. So maybe if you don't see a particular pasta shape in your grocery store on the pasta aisle, check the, the bulk section as well. Cook the ditalini in the boiling salted water according to the package directions. You're going to want this, you know, little little shy of al dente probably. You, you want a little bit more texture with pasta salad than you do with a bowl of hot pasta. Using a slotted spoon or strainer, Transfer the pasta to a colander and put it in the sink. Rinse it with cold water to cool it immediately. This is an occasion when you do want to rinse pasta. Typically, if you're going to sauce a hot pasta dish with a hot sauce, you never want to rinse it because that starch helps the sauce to cling. But we're not using a pasta sauce in this case, of course. We're going to put a vinaigrette on this when it's all done. And we want it to be nice and cool. Return the pot of water to a boil. The idea is to conserve that water. Put it back on the boil because you're going to cook some of the vegetables, sort of blanch them in that boiling water. You should have diced up a red onion to measure about a half cup. Peel and dice a red onion to measure half cup. From one medium zucchini, you should have about four ounces cut that into a quarter inch cubes and you need four ounces green beans trim the ends off those little stem ends and cut those into a quarter inch pieces again we're trying to keep all the vegetables about the same size you should have two medium carrots about four ounces total scrub those well you can peel them if you want if the peel isn't particularly rough you can leave the peel on and cut those into a quarter inch cubes to measure about three quarter cup that's all, all your vegetable prep. Heat a tablespoon of olive oil in a medium nonstick saute pan or skillet over medium high heat. Add the onion and cook for two minutes, stirring. You don't want to brown the onion, which starts to turn it bitter. You want it, it to be softened. And we're not really trying to caramelize it here. Just trying to take some of that bite out of it, raw red onion, to the pan with the onion add the zucchini pieces and cook for three minutes. The vegetables should still be firm to the bite, the zucchini in particular. You don't want the center of the zucchini where the seeds are to start to just 
fall apart and turn to mush. That's not um, pleasant, particularly in a pasta salad. Remove those from the heat. Prepare an ice water bath in whatever container you have, a bowl of water and ice. It should feel cold to the touch. To the pot of boiling water on the stove, add the cut green bean pieces. Cook for three minutes. Add the carrots and cook for three minutes. Make sure these do not overcook. These should not be cooked any longer than three minutes for the carrots. Total six minutes for the green beans. Immediately drain the vegetables, transferring them to the ice water bath. And this process is called shocking. It both um, stops the cooking process, preserving the texture at the moment that they were removed from the heat and the color. It sets the color. It makes the vegetables more visually appealing. After 10 minutes in the ice water bath, drain the vegetables, lay them out on paper towels or on a clean dish towel to dry. In a large bowl, the bowl that you're going to mix up the pasta salad in, you're going to mix up the dressing. It's just easy to just mix it right there in the bowl. You don't have to get an extra measuring cup or dressing container dirty. Whisk five tablespoons olive oil with two tablespoons balsamic vinegar, one tablespoon red wine vinegar, a teaspoon of dried oregano that's been crushed. You can just sort of um, massage it between the palms of your hands, break it down and bring out the essential oils a teaspoon of Dijon mustard, an eighth teaspoon sugar, and freshly ground black pepper to taste. Whisk, whisk that until it's emulsified. To the bowl with the dressing, add the cooked pasta, the zucchini onion mixture from the saute pan, and the blanched carrots and green beans. Also add three quarter cup cooked chickpeas, preferably reduced sodium, drained and rinsed if they're canned. You could certainly use um, cooked from scratch, from dry beans in this case, but canned typically work just fine. Three-quarter cooked um, reduced sodium. Great northern beans is what this calls for. I like the cannellini beans. They're very, very similar. They're a white bean, just like great northern and navy beans. They just happen to be longer um, and not quite a little, um, narrower in, um, width wise, not so plump, I guess. They just have kind of a little bit more elegant shape and, and they're tend to be a little bit creamier, but great Northern and Navy beans are perfectly fine. Two ounces sliced hard Italian salami cut into quarter inch squares. Again, that quarter inch, we're trying to keep everything about the same size and three tablespoons finely chopped fresh basil. Toss all that in the bowl with the vinaigrette, stirring well to incorporate it, distribute the ingredients evenly, as well as the dressing. Taste it and adjust the seasoning if needed with a little bit more salt, a little bit more pepper. A lot of the time what people read is needing more salt often is actually remedied with a little bit more acid. So maybe try a splash more vinegar before reaching for the salt shaker is a trick that I've incorporated more over the past few years in, in my cooking. Transfer this to a, an attractive serving bowl or platter. This is your main dish, of course, taking it to a pot, potluck. 
and garnish it with more um, chiffonade of fresh basil and maybe some diced fresh garden or um, farmer's market tomato if you happen to have some of those already. There are already some early tomatoes that are coming on. Of course, as the summer goes on, this is going to be a dish that is just natural for tomato. It's nice to garnish this with the tomato on top because if the tomato is mixed in, it will tend to get as soggy as it absorbs the dressing, lose some of its color and appeal. So it is very nice as a garnish. Obviously, some nice big wedges of garden fresh tomato, if they are in abundance, also would be lovely. That is minestrone pasta salad and you can find that recipe on my blog at blogs.e7oregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food.